Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Oh yeah, 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 we're back y'all, and that was baby, baby, what? <laughs> With the latest number from Pitbull. That's right, it's Engineer Jim here, and we play all Pitbull all the time, all day, on Hot 99.9 KDUSH. The douche, baby. Yeah, you know it. We got Pitbull with Little John. We got Pitbull with Little Sketch. We got Pitbull with Pitbull. We got Pitbull with Two Chains. Pitbull with T-Pain. T-Pain with D-Pain and G-Pain. We got all the pains, baby. I'm telling you. And we got all Pitbull all day. On the douche. That's right. We'll bag it for you right here on the douche. <laughs> Did you catch this Pitbull remix? It's got everybody in the club busting loose. It's the Jay and Dan banger. I want to see those hands and those feet, baby, because I'm into that. All right. It's me, Engineer Jim, dropping nonstop Pitbull on 99.9. The douche. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Viagra's here, the Coke's here. It's the on right. Yeah, what else are you going to do when you're old? Old man toolsy. No matter how you try not to look down that hole, you always do when you're in a porta potty. Oh my God, I can't. It's always massive. <laughs> I'm gaggy. Uh, still poop. Still poop. The tweet was sent out about you while we're sitting here. How about that? Whoa. I can play the trombone. That's hey, speaking good. of water, it rained <laughs> in California this week. So, speaking of Alan Thick, what shows did you grow up watching? Dan had such good intentions. Now. That is the weirdest segue. Nothing will be more awkward yeah. than this. <laughs> Nothing. We assure you of that. Well, this has been disappointing in so many ways. Hashtag ouch, ouch, ouch. Love you, boys. Have a great one. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Hey! Dan. Welcome to the Jay and Dan Podcast, episode 83, brought to you by Flipper DraftKings. Yes! They're back. Whoa. They are back in a big way. One week fantasy football at DraftKings means every moment could take you closer to a life-changing payday. Play when you want and pick a new team every time. Use code PROSPECT to play for free for a shot. And a million bucks in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Only at DraftKings.com. Good reading. And I think they have an app, too. Make sure you use that code PROSPECT. Yeah. Because we want the DraftKings people to know that we're making a difference. And uh, they, they're barely advertising anywhere. Yeah, that's right. This is one of the few spots that you will hear about DraftKings. Very few spots you'll hear. 
you're hardly ever going to hear about these guys. We're thrilled to have them back. Thrilled to have them back. They're Off the, the top, a lot of the Canadian listeners will um, will note that uh, the beginning of Engineer Jim's segment. Mm-hmm. Can we hear that siren? Slow Money yeah. City Maniacs. Oh, and then they kick in with yeah. that. Oh. Just a great underrated band. Sloan, they're done? No, they're still very much active. Really? They just played Massey Hall, I think, like two weeks ago. One would, of my favorite bands. I would have totally gone to that show if, if I had been in Toronto. I'd love to see those guys. <laughs> I would have totally gone to that show if I lived in that country, in that city. <laughs> and they're doing a tune with Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, and you know who you, you kind of sound like? A real-life DJ here in L.A. I think I've mentioned him on the podcast. Shotgun Tom Kelly. Shotgun Tom Kelly, He's yeah. He's like old school. I can't. Uh, that's all I listen to in the vehicle on the way to work. What? Is he classic rock? Yeah. He's like yeah. on, uh, yeah. He's on the douche. Yeah. 99.9. <laughs> Shotgun He's Tom rocking. Kelly. He's rocking the douche. We got. We're bagging all the hits on the douche. We got all the pains. All the pains. <laughs> <All the> pains. <laughs> Colin Cowherd is our guest today on the podcast. In studio. Terrific stuff. And uh, let's not forget. Do we still have to mention that we're sponsored by Fox Sports Live? Presented by Fox Sports Live. We're presented no. by Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Live. Fox Sports Live ain't getting if it's no money. And DraftKings. Uh-huh. Everybody's involved. Our guy was involved. just in here. Who? Hughes. Eh. Hughes. Yeah, he's a good guy. The launcher. Good to have Pat Muldowney back. Yeah, Pat Muldowney yeah. back. Here. Yeah, the uh, the I, the recap made sense this time. Whoa! <laughs> I tried to throw some random <laughs> in there <laughs> last week. Uh, no, I, Mike, I walked Mike by Patrick. He was uh, holding court with the social media team. He's like, "Hey, Dan, thanks for throwing me under the bus." No, last not you. Week. Not you. Oh, so I'm like, what? what? I I just said it was. Very specific email selection by Mike to find the one that praised him and just it all over. No, me. oh I yeah, that's very ones. shady. Oh, I think that there's does something seem shady. I don't read them anymore, so yeah, I that's true. They could have skipped it. I don't read them anymore. He's just like yeah. blindly printing them. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. The other thing, at one point, I did notice at one point when you you said, "Well, where was Danielle last week?" Because I wasn't here. And Mike was like, oh, she's very busy. She has a lot of other things to do. But when I'm not here, it's because I'm just, I'm on the beach. Or yeah. She's I'm been here once. choosing to be elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's or, true. Pretty much, pretty much, Pat. That's pretty much it. <sighs> I'm going to go kill myself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not go there. Yeah. DraftKings won't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> We got nothing but the love for you, my brother. We know we know you're busy, Pat. We know you're busy. We like having you here. Do you? And uh, well, no. I mean, it doesn't seem like you're that busy. (laughs) Um, But you know, if if you say you're busy, we believe you. Yeah, we believe you. Here's one thing: I think Pat might have been responsible for making sure that the happy birthday song is now public domain. Yeah, we got a lot of tweets about that. Everybody tweeting us because we told everyone about the story where producer Tim wouldn't let us sing happy birthday (laughs) on television. Yep. Uh, And then some judge, it came before him, he said, hey, happy birthday, people, go f*** yourself. Everyone can sing Yourself. Everyone can sing this song. It was like two old ladies or something like that. Oh, the money continues to roll in. No, uh, f*** you, ladies. One of the music companies bought their catalog of music and they just was they had there. more tunes yes i think it was warner brothers actually they also sing um money uh, city farmer in, the, farmer in the dell <laughs> warner Chappelle. um by the way 
That's Sex Warner with Sue Chow. Johansson. She's Sue Johansson on the Canadian Wall of Fame this week. 85 years young. She's still living in Toronto. If you grew up in Ontario, or was her show across Canada? Across the country. Yeah. So it was a calling show for uh, for sex education, and yeah. she was graphic with bananas and condoms. I always wondered what it would be like to actually have sex with Sue uh, Johansson. Everyone wondered that. Because I feel like it would have to be a letdown. Like if she was just like, chest. Me missionary, <laughs> just give it, just get on top. But, but she would get, she would like tilt her body to a certain angle, and then you'd be like, "Whoa, sex right. with Sue was right. awesome." Be like some crazy gymnast. Uh, Mike has a clip from Sex with Sue called "Hot Stuff." Mm, hot stuff. We often talk about different sexual positions. But we seldom focus on options for people with disabilities. Ah, who's hard? Tonight's Hot Stuff product offers some intriguing possibilities. The Intimate Rider was designed by a gentleman with spinal cord injury, and it is manufactured by a company that specializes in office furniture. Uh, a company, first of all, is very durable. Oh, there, now we can see it. Okay. So it's a chair. And it's built to last. It features a low-slung chair on a gliding mechanism. Oh, they're demonstrating now. Back and forth with minimal upper body effort. Okay. The seat is very shallow, so the genitals of the seated partner are well exposed. It makes it easier for the person with a disability to penetrate a partner. So again, this is either sitting up or lying down on the matching cot. That is also available as an accessory. This is for people with disabilities. The height is adjustable apparently. to suit the individual build. Now, no, you can for anyone, get too. optional but stabilizing the legs yeah. with the glider if you're transferring from a wheelchair to the glider. Yeah. And both items can be easily folded That's up for storage. That's the... You don't want to hear more about the glider? She intimate rider. She reviews a product every single week on that show. It's not on anymore, I don't think. Think of her house. She just must have all these crazy sex swings, and um, every utensil has been replaced with a 12-inch double-headed dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for inviting us over for dinner, Dr. Johansson. What are we supposed to eat with, this two-headed dildo? (laughs) Can't cut into my steak with this dildo. Quite, an, quite an image. Speaking of steak, <laughs> we went out for a steak on Sunday night. Yes, for your birthday. Um, went to a famous restaurant here in LA called Mastro's. Yeah, that was our both of, for both of us. That was our first trip there. This is my first time here, and uh, it was good. Now, my favorite part—I mean, the steak was delicious. Yeah. It was very dark in there. Very. I couldn't read the menu. I'm not getting that old. You couldn't, I couldn't actually read anything. I don't know if I was anything. sitting at the right table. I didn't even know where I was <laughs> half the time. Who is this person beside me? Oh, it's Old my wife. Man but what I did love was they did the classic, so I like a martini. If I go to a steakhouse, I like a martini. They shake the martini, they pour it into your martini glass, and then they give you the, the shaker. To take home? Pretty much. So... Like, if you have, you order two martinis, you're essentially getting four martinis, Whoa. probably more like six. 
And that's a great value. That is a great value. I need right? to get on the martini train. Yeah, you got to hop on board that train. And, uh, and there, I didn't see him, but there was a celeb in the house, Nelly. Oh, Nelly was, was there? Yeah, it was getting hot in there. What? I didn't even. How did I not know that? Um, oh, hot. Wait. No. Was he. Was, our executive producer, Michael Hughes, ran into him, I think. Or CJ Nikowski ran. Someone ran him on the way to the, the restroom. On the way to the toilet. Yeah. He was like, who's this man with a Band-Aid on his face? He didn't have a Band-Aid, but I guess there was people going by, and he's like, hey, Nelly. And Nelly stopped, let the people go by. And shook his hand. Hand with a very face. large bodyguard. Did, did Nelly didn't say, whoa, Nelly? Welcome back. Oh, <sighs> oh, come on. That's top shelf. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Good job, it was a good time. And then you guys went out for some karaoke fun. CJ and I, I as soon as we walk into this, we're, we're driving around. First off, Beverly Hills, you're thinking, L.A., it's the city that never sleeps. We walk out of the the uh, the steakhouse, what is it, probably 10, 11? Yeah, yeah maybe 10. We, and we ask the valets, all right, where's the bar? Where do we want to go get some drinks? Yeah, nothing around here. Everything's yeah. close. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's kind of L.A., though. L.A. shuts down pretty early. So we hopped in an Uber, and uh, we saw a place with a bunch of people, and we went in. It was a, a karaoke place, and uh, C.J., as soon as we get in there, he's like, C.J.'s appeared on the podcast before, former Major League Baseball pitcher. Terrific guy. Great guy. He says, do you have a go-to song? When I'm in I'm like, <laughs> no. He's like, I do. Put his name in. He belted it out. <laughs> I love how confident he was. He just went for it. Yeah, he, he did a great job. And then we said, oh, well, we should go up to Sunset Strip because uh, places are open later there. Hopping at Uber. It's Emmy night. So the guy says, why don't you go to the Chateau Mermont, which is where every celeb goes and, like, gets uh, arrested and goes on drug binges. and well, That's where Belushi died. And Lindsay Lohan's had problems there. Yeah, yeah. she Never she been there in my life. Out. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So we pull up, and the, I'm like, there's a lineup of people. There's actual paparazzi <laughs> across the way taking photos. They heard you were coming. So I get out, <laughs> and the guy's like, you aren't on the list, are you? I'm like, no. He's like, you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I love just that disdain. <laughs> that disdain like, for you. Keep her moving. I'm like, CJ, play a He's like, yeah, f- <laughs> He's like, I'm not saying. Yeah, f- that right that would take 15 20 minutes and then you have to go get someone else yeah you don't want to have to deal with that bull so uh we went back to the karaoke place <laughs> did you get up and sing maybe friends in low places why don't you sing something from garth you no. don't have to be uh, lonely <laughs> uh comedian nick swartzen was uh, doing karaoke uh big tw- big twins fan big minnesota sports fan yeah so he was he was there and that was go up to him and be like nick dan o'toole here that would have been a good one. Fleetwood Mac. That would have been a great one. That have been. That's got to be your go-to from now on. Hey, uh, um, Anthony, one of our uh, one of our star statisticians, has he been on the pod before? Well, he's uh, he's, he's lent his voice and yeah. stuff. This guy has like a voice of God. The voice of God. He did. Before, yeah, yeah, just incredible. And uh, people were asking us Rapid to do... Rapid fire. That's him. That's him. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. him. Oh, I didn't know that. I wasn't skipping ahead 40 oh. minutes in the yeah. I was like, what was going on here? <laughs> uh, and so people have been asking us to do the Bieber tweets. But what we noticed 
is that Bieber's tweets have become kind of normal now. Like, hey, and everyone's on Team Bieber now. Everyone's on board with Bieber. But the crazy pop star now is this Ariana Grande. She gets high on Molly and licks donuts and <laughs> walks away. Hmm. Uh, and it's all kind of I, I can't tell the difference between her and, like, uh, let's name some of the other current They're all pops. the same. They're, they're the same <laughs> person. They're all the same they're person. The same person. <laughs> they dress differently one place to the next, but they're Little all the exact sketch. same. They're the there same person. The little sketch is the same as well. Here's a question. Maybe people can send a, a tweet to at Jay and Dan. That's what our Twitter thing is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we paid big money to get that. If we had Bieber on the podcast, would people revolt? No, I think they'd be <laughs> thrilled. But nah, some people are like, oh, you guys are sellouts. But they think, think we're sellouts. He's grown up we had, now, though. He's we cooler. had Frank D'Angelo on the pod, and they thought we were sellouts. Oh, speaking of which, before we get to uh, the Ariana Grande tweets, let's check out the latest trailer. From a Frank D'Angelo movie, Toolsy. This is huge. What's this film called? Uh, Sicilian Vampires. Okay, right. Sicilian Vampires, written, directed, produced, and starring Frank D'Angelo. And we got this from Colin at some pitch. Looks like it's an HD. Is this a video game? This is a three-minute trailer? The, the other one was really long, so... Okay, there's some oh, fireworks. Is... In-your-ear productions. Okay. Here we go. Whoa. Life is timing. And timing is life. Oh, D'Angelo's dying. Someone stabbed him in the neck. Daryl Hannah? He managed to convince Daryl Hannah to be in this film. Nev Campbell? No. Is he bi- he's biting all these people. He's biting women. Things can change in a millisecond. What? <laughs> What's going on? Family is the most important thing. Every film he makes life. begins with some Don't dedication. Don't matter how many to cars, how much cash, Doesn't and how matter. powerful he is. If he don't got no family, he's nothing. Oh. Mr. Traficante, what can I do for you? I owe you and your family so very much. Who's that? I appreciate James that Con. you're meeting with me. But what I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to think I'm crazy. I want this stripper. Traficante dead. He's hey, that's one money. of the Baldwins. Billy Baldwin. No, I think that was Daniel. He's got to be dead. It wasn't Alec. Banging someone in the bathroom. That's all I know. <laughs> I know that guy. Eric Roberts is in this? Yeah. What exactly is going on? Santa wants people to leave. People got to leave. Armand DeSante? Yeah, Armand DeSante. Yeah, look, he's going to be at the jazz club tonight. How much money is he spending on star salary? Make sure that piece is dead. Came here to ask you for a favor. That's uh, the guy from anything. Goonies. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go away. What's his I don't name? Know for how long? And I want you to take care of my family. He was the bad guy in one of the Bond movies. Of honor, but you gotta look after them. Kill. James Con? Whoa! Doesn't he have standards? <laughs> you were with this guy all your life. That guy's big. And you Paul Sorvino? Yeah, you delivered him to me. Can I trust you? Whoa! Because if I can't trust you. Robert Davi was the guy. Robert Davi. Classic Davi. Okay, I think we, we get the gist of it. I think he's shown us the whole movie. I'm actually almost done. Uh, oh, there's a yeah. needle. Oh. I swear to God that I would never tell anybody. Oh, he's got nails. I don't want nobody 
to think I'm crazy. Sicilian vampire. Coming to a theater near you. Really? Or not. Are we sure about that? He's spending a lot of money on that thing, just yeah. on the people. He's he's <laughs> living that crazy life where he's like, what can I do with all this money? I could hire Paul Sorvino to be in a film. Why not just go on a nice trip? <laughs> <laughs> Frank, why don't you just go on a cruise? Just go on a cruise. Or try double it by going to Vegas. <laughs> And then you don't have to waste he, any time. You don't have to show up early fine. morning because call Because he's times. an artist. He's an artist, Dan. He can be a craps artist. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Vegas this weekend. Oh, boy. You going to look at some pools? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> sit there. I don't even know if my stare, hotel has one. Stare, wait, you're staying at the Planet Hollywood. It's the, PH. the summer of Dan. <laughs> Britney Spears in residency. <laughs> Are you going to go see B Might. Spears? Yeah, why not? Might. She's just barely giving She's going effort. through the motions. She's though. given less effort on that show that people are paying $200 for than we put into this podcast. Maybe we can get comp to spend Still a lot of money at the casino. Yeah. yeah, just go front row and just be like, take your top off. <laughs> <laughs> Britney, take your top off. Breasts. Uh, the answer is breasts, by the way. Okay, Ariana Grande tweets oh, yeah. read by Anthony. Oh, Demi Lovato's the one. I can't tell them apart. <laughs> so they're all the same person. Yeah. Right. Rita Ora. Don't know who that is. That's the same person. That's a love point. you. That's a point. I keep my promises. Heart emoji. Sweet dreams, my babes. <laughs> my doctor looked at my vocal cords today after a week of coughing and months straight of singing and called me a bulletproof Angel face, angel face, angel face, Cupid heart. Be safe, babes. I hear you out there. I love you so much. Snuggle up. Please laugh with me if I slip and fall on the wet stage. Stay warm. Love you, babes, so much. Can't wait to get to Tampa. Sing for y'all and grab as many hugs as I can. Talk to you very soon. (laughs) And I missed you. The most this is very weird. Okay. I think that's good. That's Love you, my babe. Okay, that's enough. Another reminder. Okay. That, did, that okay. didn't work. That did not work. Just cross that did out. we tell you that uh, the podcast is brought to you by DraftKings? One week fantasy football at DraftKings means every moment could take you closer to a life changing payday. Uh, play when you want and pick a new team every time. Use code PROSPECT. Play ball! Play for free. Shot at a million bucks in this week's. You pretty much sign up, you get a million bucks. That's pretty much how it works. That's how DraftKings works. That's how it's always worked. And that's how we've always wanted to support and be supported by DraftKings. Six degrees of engineer Jim from Trevor Marsden. Bad religion, Jim. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, just, oh, that great there was like smoke coming out of my ears trying to remember. Okay, let me try this one. Uh, From Tanner Johnson. John Mayer. Oh. Yes. yes! <laughs> we did it. Um, I was out on tour and, uh, Hank Williams Jr.'s daughter, Holly Williams, who is a, uh, 
excellent singer-songwriter out of Nashville, uh, was dating John Mayer. Uh, Now, at the time, they weren't. She had formally dated John Mayer. So <laughs> I guess that would be the only six degrees. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, no, we got another I'm, one here. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. This I, one's I, from I, Brandon McParlin. Okay. Hi. I had a dream last night that I had a sleepover with Jay, Dan, and the whole podcast crew. Hi. That sounds awful. We were in a hotel, and I shared the pullout couch with Jay and Jim. Jay was in the middle. Dan had the floor. Anyways, in the dream, I asked Jim if he has any connection to the Beastie Boys, and I woke up before he could answer. Jay and Dan, will you make my dreams come true? Love the pod. Love you guys. Even Patrick. Brandon in Ottawa. Oh. So Beastie Boys he's looking for. I think we've had this question before. I think we Yeah. We might have. And I think you do. You have a connection. Yes. Yes. First of all, I just want to say that I'm okay with being the big spoon or the little spoon wow. when I'm cuddling with Jay on the... Uh, yeah, you don't want to be in the middle of that. No, uh, you know. Little. I'll go, I'll, so if you're uh, I'll be spoon. the big or a little spoon. Yeah. You know, I need both. Yeah. We want you to enjoy yeah. the show. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> get it from both ends. <laughs> <laughs> that was very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways. Uh, Everything's yeah, my, coming up Jay and Dan. Uh, I, I think we you. talked about this. My my buddy Alan uh, was one of the engineers on uh, Paul's Boutique. Right. I can't get and, over that. Uh, yeah, he... The guy's amazing. He did an amazing job, and it's an amazing record. Before yeah. it gets better with age, too. I, I brought something I wanted to show you. Oh, let's yeah, see I it. saw this. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I got this in the mail yesterday. Uh, Bonnie Raitt sent me a signed copy of Nick of Time uh, for the 25th anniversary. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, this came out a little while ago, but um, I still remember. That awards uh, um, ceremony when her name just kept keep getting called. People were like, oh, oh my God. Wow, this is so yeah. It was like cool. a seminal moment. Yeah, so it was really nice of Bonnie, and thank you, Bonnie, and everybody in her office for, for uh, sending that to me. That's really oh, it's sweet. It's legit, too. Not for resale. Yeah. To Jim, thanks for your help. 25 years and counting? Yeah. yeah. Love, Bonnie. Wow, nice work, That's my all right. Friend. Yeah. Not... Too shabby. Yes. Uh, before Colin comes in, we'll get uh, we'll touch our bag for a second. Get to uh, some viewer emails. Don was on the, yeah. on the decks. Yeah. It's so time I thought to that was great. To get That's that. very cool. The really nice. Dan By the way, some people send in very really cool, really Thank long you. emails. Who who is the time? Who is the time in the day to write that? Because other people have more of an attention span than you do. You don't have okay. any. No. You can't write long things. <laughs> oh, that was uh, oh Peter Patch. Here we go. Uh, Mitchell Little. Hey, Bods. Hey, fellas. My name is Mitchell, and I'm a young, strapping 19-year-old lad. But let's be honest, nobody cares. I've been on every week. I've been in every week, listener, since week one. This past summer, I had a job that made me repair shipping pallets for eight hours a day. For about three weeks, I listened to every podcast beginning to end and made the job so much better. It actually made coming to work enjoyable, even though I barely did any work because I was too busy laughing. Anywho, this Friday, I'm driving two hours from my hometown of Cambridge, Ontario, to Dan's homeland of Peterborough to visit some friends at Fleming College. They call it Sir Sandbox. I was just wondering what we should do all day Saturday. 
restaurants, fun activities, etc. But keep in mind, we'll be hungover. Keep up the great work, lads. Your pal and every week listener, Mitchell Big Fudge Little. P.S. I Big work at the fudge. keg, and when I first hired, and when I was first hired, they gave us a booklet with a couple of famous ex-keggers, and your pal Jerry D is an ex-kegger. Yes. Once a kegger, always a kegger. Jerry D worked on the, at the Esplanade. And Jennifer Hedger okay. was uh, also a kegger. That's right. She was in London, Ontario. Uh, so, uh, Mitchell, you, you visit the lift locks. It's uh, one of the, uh, the wonders of the world. Not anymore. It's 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 just a thing that uh, takes uh, boats from one level of the lock system to the other. I've never been on it. It's quite boring. Uh, you can also go to Spanky's. Or you can... You can go visit my grandparents at the nursing home, I guess. Welcome to the hiccups. That's all you have for Peter <laughs> Hello, hello, I'm here at the nursing home. Why, why are you here? Do you have, are any of your grandparents here? No, but Dan O'Toole's grandparents are here, and he told me to come visit them. He would love that. You can't, sir. You can't come in here. <laughs> have you ever seen a pig's penis? <laughs> yeah, maybe you could go see a pig's penis. Uh, here's one from Emily Allen. The subject is "You have ruined my boyfriend." Whoa. Can we get some more music, Pat? I love that music. My name is Emily, and I am a 22-year-old woman from Toronto. My boyfriend is a huge fan of yours and listens to your podcast on a weekly basis. I'm writing to you today to let you know you've ruined my boyfriend. He went from being a kind and courteous gentleman to one who regularly uses the word taint. And by regularly, I mean he says it dozens of times every day. Thanks for that. Sometimes when we talk on the phone late at night, he serenades me with the fart noises on your soundboard. (laughs) Not okay, you guys. You can't stop talking about smoking darts and CKDJ. What does that even mean? And who the f*** saw the clown? CKDJ. I miss the days when my boyfriend used to tell me I look beautiful. Now the only compliment I ever receive is, You sure are a cute kid? Jay and Dan, it's not that I don't like you. It's just that your podcast is crass and disgusting, and it's turned my boyfriend into an absolute monster. Thanks for nothing, Emily. (laughs) P.S. My boyfriend's grandma taught Jeremy Taggart in elementary school. Neat, eh? Yeah, I guess, eh? Here's the thing. That sounds like a nice relationship. They're joking around. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh, very funny. It sounds like a terrific relationship. Yeah. And by the way, you can find that uh, soundboard at jandan.com. That's right. You can also find this beautiful shirt. And it's an Mike, app. The app. I saw Mike Hill in the uh, the hallway. Yeah. Mike Hill's like, why not? Eh? What's that mean? I d- described it about the woman painting her house in Ebony. He's like, yeah, I like that motto. Why yeah. not? Eh? Yeah, exactly. It's a terrific motto for life. Yeah, that's right, Mike. It is an app as well. So you can go check out. You can download the app. Really? The Android store, yeah. Android star. Our guy, Caden. Remember Kaden that? Rice. Was Caden? Caden. First thing that you need to know is that the internet is amazing. Um, okay. Is Colin waiting out there? He's a little late. What? Okay, no, that's all right. Well, let's do one more here. This is from Easy, and the subject is podcast birthday shout-out, please. Hi, boys. It's my boyfriend Jeff's birthday today. And in honor of you guys, his birthday, and how our relationship came to be, I'd like to share a little story with you. Is it? We were just real good pals, with one night after having a few too many, we found ourselves lying in his hammock. Lifted a few too many. Almost in tears, watching the top ten Jay and Dan moments from TSN right after you guys had announced your move. Before we knew it, we found ourselves consoling each other. 
Well, I won't bore you with the sappy details, but fast forward a year or so, and there we were, performing the grapefruit experiment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying. These are all over the place. Performing the grapefruit experiment. Yeah, yeah. And it's all because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, can we hear that one more time? We have heard that in a while. <laughs> God, that's terrific. Is that crass? I don't think that's crass at all. That's love. Sex in a hammock would be tough. Getting out of a hammock is tough. Mm -hmm. one would be a nightmare. Come on, it'll be fun. Uh, when Colin comes in, do we have any of uh, the old CKDJ clips? Want to play him uh, my start in radio? And it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. Why don't we do uh, like a, a, like a let's let's look back at so I believe Mike has put together some concise. So Mike, uh, yeah, we're right before we get before we get to Jay's uh, early broadcasting tapes and TV, have you made sure that we didn't play these the last two weeks? Just you wait, all right. It's coming. Just you. You wait, ask what man. I do all, with all my time. Oh, you're gonna find out. I just see you walking around the office. I don't know. What you, you do? do? Yeah. yeah, talking to the ladies. Yeah. yeah. You're always trying to schedule meetings. We're like, we don't yeah. need a meeting. Yeah, nobody needs to meet with you. That was a joke, <laughs> all right? Being, <laughs> being sarcastic. But here, here we go. Okay, here we go. Gather round, children. It's time for another installment of the early works of Jay Onright. Oh, bollocks. It's not where he plays with his willy and all that, is it? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than Jim's reaction to that. Well, the NFL announced today that the Cleveland Browns expansion draft will be held February 9th of next year. The team will be allowed to pick between 30 and 42 players from other NFL teams. The franchise will begin playing the 1999 season in the new Lakefront Stadium in Cleveland. Well, time for one more break. When we return, we'll shift the focus back on Brett Hall. Now that he's a Dallas star, will he reach his ultimate goal of winning a Stanley Cup? Stay tuned. Sportsline okay. is back. We'll have to get back Why to because Colin's here. Colin's here. Here we go. Colin, Colin Cowherd. Cowherd. Come on in. Come on in, mister. Come on. Come on in. There's your seat. There's your headset. What are you doing? No, not at all. Uh, we always get people to take a gander at the, the Canadian uh, Wall of yeah, Fame. Any, any favorite Canadians here? Have Colin? you had any of these Canadians on your show in your uh, your travels? Uh, I know Mark Rippon. Yeah. I know Mark Rippon. Um, Alan Thick. He must oh, have come on the Andrew show. Andrew I know Alan maybe? Thick. I do. Alan's a big sports guy. I see him at the JW Marriott lobby every time I'm there. I swear to God. He was singing Just Happy Birthday around. at the Dodgers <laughs> game last night. Did you see night. that last night? He, yeah. sang, he sang Tommy Lasorda Happy Birthday. <laughs> Weird choice. <laughs> Alan Thick has made a career out of being Alan Thick. Yeah, he really has. In Los Angeles, he's uh, omnipresent. He's everywhere in he's, Los Angeles. You need an MC for some charity event. You call Thick. Who, who's that? That's Iron oh. Mike Sharp. He was a, a famous Canadian wrestler. Canada's strongest man. Maybe, maybe not that famous. You know, Lorne Michaels has made quite a career. Yes, he has. Yes. Has he not? Oh, yeah. kind of Incredible. remarkable. It's unbelievable. And it gets better and better. I mean, he produces more and more stuff Me as he gets older. Remember, uh, yeah, and it's better. 
His well, quality's better over And, time. like, he picked Jimmy Fallon when Jimmy Fallon was coming off terrible movies, and everyone was like, this is an awful choice. Why are you making Jimmy Fallon the host of this show? Well, I guess he was right about that. Well, Jimmy was, Jimmy does little vignettes and bits. He's kind of figured out the whole, you're not going to watch the show, but you'll watch six minutes on YouTube. That's kind of been his success. I know, You know, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's very talented, clearly. Right. Yeah. Very, he can say, everybody can sing and dance now. Like, Letterman woke up one morning and went, I don't sing and dance. I, like Jimmy Kimmel's the last one that does a talk show. Right. And he's very likable and accessible. But like now, I watch all these guys and I'm like, that's not, I couldn't be a host. I mean, I can't sing and dance. Yep. It's I, true. Like everything has to be able to go viral. Or everything. Else and yeah. Fallon is obliterating everyone right now, correct? Yeah, he is. Yes. Except for, this is interesting. Last night, maybe you know this, Colin. Donald Trump was on Colbert and Colbert had higher ratings than Fallon last night. And they're saying that Trump. Hey, the Trump bump, so to speak. Well, Colbert plays a little older, uh, but CBS is okay with that because historically CBS sees itself as the smart network. Right. The, the Tiffany network. Yes, and you have Charlie Rose does their mornings, and Good Morning America is doing concerts and reality show previews right. and yeah. cooking segments. Yeah, exactly. So CBS is okay in that space. They're yeah. okay being like second, but we're the smart show. Colbert, the, the word on Colbert is he plays old, but that's okay because Fallon plays more juvenile and yeah. – and the kid from Great Britain's very funny. Uh, James Corden. Very funny. Yeah. That, that car bits are outstanding. And that's yeah. all you need now is one great bit. That's all he has. I don't know any other thing that he does. But that's all. That's kind he of. He shows up at people's houses, too. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. But Ryan Seacrest did that, too. That lasted two episodes. Yeah, Knock Knock Live. That was the Fox show. It lasted two You episodes. don't, but you don't really. Nobody watches the show. If you look at the numbers for those shows, and, and who am I talking? I mean, I like, but th- nobody really watches them. Right. No. But it's like Amy Schumer's stuff. I was just I was just sitting and talking to a Hollywood guy, and Amy Schumer's audiences aren't that big, but she's wildly popular. Would you rather Sheesh. be popular? Okay, here's a great question. Would you rather be popular or critically acclaimed? Money's irrelevant. You make oh. a ton with both. Critically acclaimed. Critically, okay, again, yeah. you're, you're making a ton with both. So it's yeah. not like critically acclaimed. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. Because You'd rather be Virgin Atlantic than Southwest. No, I'd rather be Letterman than Leno. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. That's go. my answer. Looks well. like we're all on the same page, Colin Cowherd. Yeah. <laughs> so you're here in LA. Uh, for our, the, the majority of our uh, podcast listeners are Canadian, so they probably don't know the backstory. You were at the. the the other network. Yeah. Now I love it. You call it your former employer. I love how you, you put it. It's powerful. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> great way to put it. And now you're here. We were talking to our executive producer, Michael Hughes, and he he said, you ki- you're kind of like right now in the honeymoon stage, which he, we had when we moved to L.A. You're just loving life. Well, I, I got married at the Shade in Manhattan Beach, so which is, for your Canadian listeners, is this little kind of cool little hip South I Bay area. I stayed at that hotel when I came out to look at the, the area. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, staying in Stanley Park in Vancouver. You're like, right. the whole country looks like this. It's amazing. <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, I, I, I always sort of knew I was going to move out here. I, I'm going to be very comfortable moving off the camera into production stuff. I don't, I'm not a hobby guy. So I wanted to spend the last 20 years of my career building relationships behind just had a meeting today behind the scenes. And I, I, it, I would have no problem being uh, Mark Burnett and nobody knowing really who I Chuck Laurie. So what what would you want to do? Like, give us an example. What well, the only like goals I ever had, I wanted to uh, I wanted to host a nationally syndicated radio show. When I was a kid, I heard Larry King doing uh, overnights, mutual radio. And I thought that I'd like to do that. And I loved radio. Yeah. I'm, I've, ESPN pitched me six TV shows, and I turned all of them down about one, two. At the end, I did a second one. Um, I liked radio. I liked storytelling, and then I thought I'd like to uh, segue into eventually writing movies or helping produce movies. I, I'm, 
I like I, I'm an idea guy. Like when I do my radio show in the morning, I'm just trying to fill space. Like I have nine segments to fill. I like the idea process. You know, right. here's how I see the game. This is kind of odd. Right. So let's make a segment out of it, and I'll sit around my writers, and we'll put funny lines down. I like the idea process. And so if I can surround myself with smart writers, all, in Hollywood, uh, ideas are the key. There's a lot of writers here. Writers don't necessarily have ideas. Uh-huh. What Hollywood loves is idea people. So if you have ideas, they'll find your writers. Yeah. So if you guys are interested in your idea people, you'll, you'll, this town's got a million writers. But ideas are rare. I mean, how many great sitcoms in, in Hollywood in the last 10 years? There's not a lot I of them. I can't think no, of any. Not many. <laughs> Modern Family is the last thing right. I really the made up. So you're talking sitcom. traditional network yes, sitcoms. Yeah, I'm not so. talking Netflix. Not like Veep. Veep's very great. good. I'm a House of Cards person. I like the political kind right. of Robin you, Wright, sexy. Oh, that's a great show. Yeah, she, she is, is sexy. Yeah. She's great on that show. Yes. So wait, um, one thing I love about you is you've arrived here at FS1 and with iHeartRadio, and you have such a terrific attitude. You know, you're just, this is, you've left a really established position, kind of like us. You left a really established yes, position. a lot like you. And now you come here, and you're like, I love the challenge of it. Yes. You know, you're approaching it like, I want this. Whereas it's like, for you, you know, you could have easily just ridden it out and just taken it easy out, out in Bristol. Well, so you could have done the same thing. Right. Why did you leave? Same thing. I think it was like the, the great unknown. That's exactly like, what I did. And right. you were talking about this the other day on your show. You said that you were comparing the difference between East Coast and West Coast people. Yes. You said, like, West Coast is kind of for dreamers and stuff. You come out here because it's, it's, it's still brand new. It is. Uh, West Coast is more Canadian, too. West Coast is a little more... Um, I think, think you know, this is, I don't want to sound harsh, but, you know, Canada is a good neighbor. Canada's smart and civic-minded and uh, decent. And there's, uh, you know, I mean, Vancouver is America. Toronto is America. Like, we, they're, they're it's, in, in fact, I would argue that both are uh, upgrades in some areas from what, you know, I mean, Toronto's essentially New York, but Chicago nice and clean. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A, a cleaner New York. Vancouver yeah. is San Francisco, smart, but Seattle clean. Right, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, I, you know, to me, I, I the West Coast to me is transplants, people who have left traditional families and come out West. And if you look at the companies on the West, starting up North, you could go, I could say Microsoft creating and Apple and Google and Nike and Starbucks and Yahoo and Oracle and Hollywood and Qualcomm and East Coast. It's I'm suing you litigation <laughs> and we're trading paper right. winner loser on the market. So I just I find that I am more of a West Coast person. I'm a dreamer. Well, here, answer this, because a lot of comedians, they say you have to live out east because you got to be bitter to be a comedian. I agree. Yonkers is funny. Uh, La Jolla is obnoxious. <laughs> You know, <laughs> seriously, That's Schenectady. Great. I love that. If when you watch NBC used to have a show, Last Comic Standing. Yeah, they still, still on. It. Yeah, you'd go watch Phoenix and you're like dreadful, but you'd go to Boston and you're like outstanding. Yeah, there's an edge. To I went it. to a stand-up comedy show on Monday night here, and I didn't even smile. It was horrible. Listen, in Los Angeles, you just divorce your wife and get a cute single girl, then you date her, and that's not funny. Funny is staying in the marriage. <laughs> in a house yeah. that leaks. That's Boston. You know, that's true. pain, that's the duality of life. From pain, you know, if you look at the great food countries, I wouldn't say Canada or Switzerland are great food countries. No. We have, well, we have, we have poutine. Poutine. But yeah, there's a great. reason for it. Italy is. 
Italy has dealt with dictators, the Mediterranean food in the Middle East. You've dealt with strife and pain. And how do you how do you access happiness, art, literature, food? Canada's in a good mood almost all the it's time. True. We've had it pretty good for a long you time. You really have. It's almost a smugness. Uh, other than the whole Rob Ford thing, that was a bit of that was just one one city. That was just Toronto. It's not Canada's fault. Yeah, yeah that's right. That was just one. He just liked the crack. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the sweet pipe. <laughs> um, so now your new show, it's been going on for a couple of weeks now. Does it feel it's so interesting because I watch it on FS1 and I see I'm like, oh, that's cool because you're in the same studio that we're right, in. Right, right. And then I listen to you on the radio. I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound any different. This is just Colin doing his radio show. Like, right. does it feel different? It in did. Any way initially, you know? when I built it, I said I wanted to create an intimate set because my belief, you know, it's I've nice got, and dark. I like it. That's what I like. Yeah. It's a shadowy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why they make great movies in Vegas and Louisiana, never in Hawaii. <laughs> Think that's about right. that. Yeah, Cameron Crowe learned that. You want? You want to know? Yeah. yeah. It's dark. It's covert. It's shadows. It's serpents. What's behind the corner? I wanted a dark studio. I looked at all yeah. these sports studios, and they were all tchotchkes and these effing bobbleheads. They're just awful. And I yeah. said, I don't like any of them. Look at Stern. It's dark. Yeah, that's and in, a great when, point. And when it's dark, you don't know what's behind the corner. And I said, give me somebody, give me a little sex appeal, a little smart. Give it's me a- clean. It's cleaner, right? It's a. I didn't want footballs. It's me. People know I know sports. Yeah. I don't want. I don't. Hey, here's a football indicating I love sports. Right. right. I'm a sports host. <laughs> you can figure <laughs> it out. Like, add like all that stuff right in there. the bobbleheads. <laughs> Look at all this garbage. <laughs> hey, but I mean, Chatskis. I mean, you wouldn't do it for a woman, though. If o- Oprah wouldn't have a show to signify I'm a woman, there's candles right here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Why that's do guys true. have to be like helmet stuff? Yeah. But yeah. you guys, you're, what you're creating is Bill Simmons-esque. This isn't his, I don't think sports when I walk into this room. I think quirky. Yeah, we barely talk sports. Yeah, it's true. We barely talk sports. We, sometimes we, it's we not that interesting. Emails and, yeah, exactly. And the, we and plus, since it's once a week, we don't want to make it dated as well. You don't want to talk about a current thing because then by tomorrow it's... Dated, so. But that's, that's a theory on my theory on what was radio is TV shows don't necessarily. If you listen to the Today Show and you put it on radio, you'd be like, eh. but a radio show isn't terrible on television as long as you oh. make the set interesting. Yeah. And because you're having guests now come into the studio, um, and you had Mark Cuban yesterday. I wanted to ask you this as soon as I knew you were coming on the podcast. So Doc Rivers was on the previous week. He he said things about Mark Cuban. So you had to confront him with the audio of Doc Rivers. Do you ever? think before the guest comes on you say oh man because you even you even mentioned you said i, I got to do this no because i i always we hate confrontation we would never do that because we'd be like well, no, our pants. no the way i look at it is <laughs> is everybody's an adult here and i you know when i tell all my guests before they come on the show if i had to on like if i've ripped i'd have johnny manzel on i'd say johnny i've ripped the living you know what out of you i'm going to confront you I, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to kiss up to you or vice versa and then not be authentic on air. So when Mark Cuban comes on the show, I want him to call me an idiot. Like I tell my guests all the time, make fun of me, rip me. I'm, I, you know, Kobe Bryant, I've been ripping for now two years. I'd love to have Kobe on. Confront me, yell at me, scream at me. That's authentic. That's real. The audience responds. But no, you're a grown up too, and I'm going to throw stuff at you because I, one of the things that one of the reasons I left of the several reasons I left is at ESPN all the segments are eight minutes and after commercials seven you can't dig like we'll talk here for thirty minutes and we'll access things we couldn't get in seven because you'd want to hurry up Cuban the Doc Rivers thing didn't happen until the twenty fourth minute right? right so I had talked and talked in fact I forgot about it right and they're like you have really good video with Doc Rivers I'm like crap. <laughs> I have three minutes, and he literally said it, and I'm like, "Bye." So you know, you and by that time he trusts me, right? 
You know, so I think when it comes to this stuff, I'd bring them both back on tomorrow. I, it's not that I'm for confrontation, but I'm not. I think it's, A, in our business, Dan Levitard always says this, be great or awful. Awful's really good in our business. It gets noticed. And with the blogosphere and stuff, who cares? I retweet people who hate me. It's just, why argue with them? If you think I'm terrible, I'll retweet it, and my audience will respond to you. That's right. The you, worst thing is someone doesn't have an opinion about you. Yeah. Well, you that's know, you, true. Can I give you guys a compliment? When I was deciding... Um, well, of course I can give you a compliment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, we, do we not never guess that. them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I was uh, deciding on uh, in January, I, my wife had come to me. I talked about this, and I it said, um, uh, "I think I'm going to change my life here." And we made this kind of big moment in our life, and had a couple cocktails in January, and said, "We just want to change our life." And so I had interviewed at CNN and MSNBC and a bunch of different places, and uh, I really, really, really started to hone in on on Fox Sports. And there were two things I saw. Uh, and I started watching it. My daughter, I have a, uh, a place in Naples, so Connecticut's weather is awful. So, you know, like Canadians, they've sure. snowboarded, yep. you go down to a warm place. And yep. I was watching on the television. And I started watching FS1 in, in the summer and stuff. I started watching it every day and kind of, you know, moving in that direction. And there were two segments. You guys did something about not being invited to the um, oh. World Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, and I watched that, and I thought, that's funny. You, you, That's funny. That would not be allowed, or it wouldn't be thought of at my current network. So I liked that. And I sat there with my daughter, and I thought, that's funny. Like, that, they, they can make fun of themselves and the company. And the second thing, there was a segment on the World Cup where I thought was clever. They had, like, all six of the people. And uh, they tried to – they did an impression of their favorite uh, soccer player, and the women were in high heels, and they were kicking, and the high heels were flying. <laughs> it was just a barnyard musical. It yeah. was awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I laughed at it. My daughter was there, and I'm like, that's great TV. It's a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's where I want to – I want to work somewhere. I don't want to go to CNN and talk Benghazi. And if there's a war, you're, you're handcuffed. That's it. And then I went to MSNBC, and I thought, you know, I'm, I lean left, but it's too narrow. But Fox Sports, to me, was fun, and it was light, and it was okay if you did a bit, because you're both have a, you both have very good comedic timing. Like, I, th- I think of you guys as almost comedic more than sportsy, which is a great compliment. And if you do that, you have to have the ability to fail miserably. Oh, yeah, that, we have many times. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> I've had segments where I'm halfway home, and I'm like, this is awful but yeah. it's but that's also the, that's the that's the greatness of the search for the best bit is failure right. but don't you also think aren't some of your favorite radio shows in the past the shows where it seems like there's a secret club and this host is welcoming me into the this club right and that's all those are the kind of shows and radio shows and tv shows i've always liked the most and for us what we want to create at this network is that kind of atmosphere where you feel like Jay and Dan love Colin's show and Colin loves Jay and Dan's show, and we can make fun of each other. Tim Brando last night, we, he had an amazing little thing where he and uh, Spencer Tillman were doing some awkward bro greeting. We love that stuff. We just love not just making fun of our fellow hosts. But pointing out things that other people wouldn't. Like That's you, it. I always compare it to we're, we're, like, we're sitting with our buddies watching crap on TV, and we see something and rewind it and watch again with our buddies. No one mentions the massive up we just witnessed. That's it. At your, at your old shop, and it kind of the same at our old shop to a certain extent, we would have been discouraged to point those yes, things yeah, out, right? Because they're almost, they're almost traditional. There's a hierarchy, right. and it's, listen, we've got a lot of big sponsors. Right. In here, it's like, it's kind of the toy department. Exactly. It, yeah. To me, it's yeah. just so, it's so exhilarating. It's the difference between an indie film with a little less budget and a smaller audience 
but you can take risks in a major motion picture at Warner Brothers where the bosses in the suit sit around That's it. and watch editing. Yeah. And so I think as an artist, and you're artists, what you're doing is creating. That's the most accurate thing anyone's ever said about You us. are. You're an artist. But <laughs> part of that process is failing and whiffing and laughing and growing. And I think if you don't encourage, that's why Los Angeles, part of the reason this company, Fox, Simpsons, Family Guy, they've made a lot of mistakes and they, they're not risk averse. Oh, and I yeah. think once a company becomes risk averse, ESPN's great if you're a play by play guy, they don't take any chances. And it's great if you host a football show. But what if you ad lib for a living? Yeah. And you make mistakes and a sentence is clunky. You want people that back you, and they understand the process. You just together. described our show every night. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Sent- clunky, clunky sentences. That should be the name of the show. I, yeah, I also wanted to ask you. You mentioned uh, yesterday on the show you were talking about how hockey has a two billion dollar TV deal down here, and then a five billion dollar yes. TV deal in Canada. And you were just talking relating that to the NFL and how much more money is involved there. I want to get your thoughts on hockey in general in yeah. America. Yeah. I know you've you've talked about it before. From our perspective, it's much more fringe than we ever imagined it was yeah. living up in Canada. Yeah, um, much more of a fringe sport, much less in the mainstream. Uh, this World Cup of hockey is coming in next August. I don't even know if you know about that. I don't think anyone in America knows. Nobody about Nobody knows. About I don't it. think anyone's going to care about they it. They won't. Period. Am I right about that? Yeah, but it's, it's it's an okay thing. I mean, if I told you you guys could own an awesome restaurant in Napa or McDonald's, you know, we'd all want the nice restaurant in Napa that we were proud to take our friends. It's niche. I mean, hockey's great. It's not ours. Uh, we have a very diverse country. Soccer's very diverse. Soccer looks like America. If you go to a Boston Bruins game, no African-Americans playing are in the stands. Not one. You look at a soccer game, and it is America. It's a melting pot. Right. It's global. Right. right. And I think I think it's growing leaps and bounds. And it's, baseball, too. Yeah. You know, baseball's pace is a problem. It's the urgency, like Twitter, and you get every—Twitter basically is an AP wire. That's all it really is. The, the, I talked to Mark Cuban off the air yesterday about this. All Twitter is is an associated press wire. Yeah, it with has trolls, turned into that. Yeah. With yeah. trolls. Yeah. The people who own Twitter, the, the creators, don't like the trolls. But they know it's 25 to 30% of their audience, so they just deal with it. They don't know how to get rid of them. They like to. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think when, um, when you look at hockey, it's niche. I mean, it, it's not America's sport. Um, I've, I have always argued the way to make it more popular is have six franchises here, and it's us versus Canada. Because once you kick our ass, we're really interested. We don't care about anything until you beat us. But this is the worst part, Colin. This World Cup of Hockey, okay, that's fine. So there's an American team and a Canadian team. And then there's an under-22 team that's comprised of Canadian and American players. Like, even the players themselves are like, I don't really want to play with these guys. You know, like I've been playing against them all through junior and all my right, life. right. Why would I want to play with Canadians? Why would Canadians want to play? It makes zero sense whatsoever, and it's all about it's a cash grab, right? Yeah. right? It's it's something they've already the, got a TV deal. For they've it. got they a got TV the deal. The PA and and the NHL will make money, unlike the Olympics, in which they won't right, make right. money. But they're trying to put it under the guise that they will actually be growing the game. I just wish they'd say, you know what? We're just making money off this, right? They're trying to act like they're does, growing the game. They're not growing. the does game. Does it bother you that that does it? Uh, so you're. What is your emotional? How does it land for you when I say hockey's not big here? Does it bum you out? No, it completely just, expected. Like we yeah, have guys in our crew it. when we're watching a game, they're like, "What's that rule again?" So they're like, "These are like fifty, six year old guys. They don't have a clue what the rules of hockey are." Yeah, and that wasn't much of a shock, but I kind of expected it. 
because you've always heard it, it, it's a niche sport down here, gate-driven sport. And that's what I expected. A lot of kids don't skate. Uh, Right. It's basketball. Everybody can shoot hoops. I think it's grown to where it's going to grow in America. That's right. I think it's gotten to where it's going to go. Like, I didn't expect when I picked up the L.A. Times during hockey season to see as much coverage of the Ducks and Kings that you get. Like, you get about two pages of coverage. I was blown away by that. It's, you know, the way I look at hockey is it doesn't work for my business, but I'm not anti-hockey. Like, it's a great go-to sport. Yeah. But I think it's limited. I, 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 you know, when I watch a hockey game and I watch Boston and there's no diversity and it's mostly young frat boys in the crowd or long-time hockey fans, I don't feel like I'm included. One of the things I never liked about Boston, the city, is Boston never makes you feel like you're, if you're not from here and sound like us, we're not interested. New York's always like, hey. I mean, we're we're built. Uh, you know, Everyone's from everywhere. Else. Everywhere, yeah. and they just love you. Hockey doesn't make me feel like I feel like if I go into a hockey arena, you don't know the rules. I totally agree with that. Hockey fans can be the worst, even on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, you don't know the game." So it's like, okay, then I'm not interested. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, exactly. We're, Why don't you include everyone? NFL's like, hey, we're doing Victoria's Secret ads. Right. Moms, come on <laughs> in. Like, I, I like cities. Like Louisiana, you have to be from there. Come on in, New York City. Come on, L.A. is the oh. ultimate transient. Vegas, absolutely. Boston's yeah. like, woo, you you don't understand the <laughs> the North End. <laughs> hockey can be like that. Like hockey sometimes yeah. is like that. You don't get us, and it's like, all right, I don't get you. Yeah. Okay, we better sense. get to rapid fire. Right. Rapid What's fire rapid segment? fire? So we have uh, some questions from uh, from our listeners woo! for you. God, this is quite rapid a setup, fire. right? Really a setup, right? I mean, this all these guys. Now these are, are all Canadian. Up. So what? What kind of questions? They don't. Well, well, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll we don't Mike, know. Mike's we don't have a read clue what they are. You ever seen Mike a pig's penis? problems reading? So uh, yeah. not all the time. Be patient, Colin. Be patient. <laughs> all right. This comes from Ryan Black. What was your first impression of the two knuckleheads next to you? Funny. Uh, I thought they were entertainers, and so I, when I did local TV, I I thought it was about making people laugh. So when I saw them, I thought, oh, they're funny. They're they're. It's all about chemistry. One of the, I think ESPN's made a big mistake to break up teams. Like, mm-hmm. I like Stan Verrett and Neil in the morning. Like, that's the best sports center because I feel like they create a community. You guys have created a chemistry and community. Listen, it's highlights. Either I like you or I don't. Mm-hmm. So if I like you, then I like the show. So to me, what Fox has allowed you guys to do is the, the, sh- you, when, the way to make it in our business. When you're off, the show can't be duplicated. If you guys are off, it's not the same show. When Bill O'Reilly leaves... It's not as cranky. Right. And I have tried to create a radio show that, uh, Collins, it's not the same. Who are you comfortable having fill in for you? Like, are you comfortable having anyone fill Actually, in for somebody you? asked about, uh, Jamie Horowitz came to me, and he said, what if uh, you get sick? And I said, well, you know, put the dudes in. Well, like, put the guys in. They'll make it a different show. But we you'll understand the. What? That'd be tough for us to wake up in the morning. Now, that would be my biggest problem. Are Dad you guys. Are you <laughs> you want to hear? This, this is my early radio work from college. Uh, this is how bad I was. New questions about how. Nope. That's, nope, that's not it. What a setup we got. A lot of this is. <laughs> Can we fix this? We're very in post? prepared. Let's this just is do that. Oh. There's one thing about this podcast: we're very prepared. You tight ship. In my defense, you asked for it once we were in the podcast, so we so don't have it. We have the drops and everything. So this is my first time here. You'll have a fun time joining me here. Right after this, mark this on your calendars with a big red star, and it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. Yeah, Dan O'Toole here, CK DJ. I don't These know how kids I... have problems, folks. That was Lifted me in college. A few too many. Forget sex, buddy. Talk about. You're just desserts. Accidentally, accidentally, accidentally. <laughs> 96.9. 
96.9. Dan O'Toole here. CK I could just keep going with this for hours. That was a remarkable resume. Yeah. I couldn't say my own name. I couldn't say Dan O'Toole. I said Dan O'Toole. Dan O'Toole here. Give him a box of Twinkies, and this guy's ready okay. to roll. Next, <laughs> next question. Next question. All right. Uh, from Curtis Williams, why did you dye your hair? It's my hair. Yeah, I mean, listen. That's your hair. Yeah, it was yeah. my hair. And so I came to California, and for like three weeks I surfed. And it was just a mess. And my wife looked at me, and then Fox sent me a thing in the email. Uh, Ten days, promo shoot, billboards all over California. I'm like, oh, I look like hell. So I went and got my hair cut, and I said, you know, just darken it up. It'll fade. And she went really dark. And I'm like, now it's, now it's closer to what it's getting. And I said, it's California. Everybody's got something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone does stuff here, like Botox and stuff, but it's not a big deal here. Where that, maybe that's also an East-West Coast thing. Like, Botox here is just like going to get a cup Nobody of coffee. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, in Argentina, they wear the bandages. Who cares? It's my hair. I liked it. And now it was kind of dark initially, but frankly— I like the attention. I started retweeting it. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on college game day, yeah. and I'm like, this is great. But you have to be able to accept those sort of criticisms and have fun with them, and that diffuses everything almost instantly. Well, right? you cannot take yourself seriously. I'm a sports right. talk show. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, nobody's, like, driving to my business. He's going to save my daughter's life. Yeah. It's, hey, he's talking about the Mets. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. So yeah. if you can't laugh about your hair. It's just hair. Just hair. All right. This That's is why we make fun of Mike's haircuts. All <laughs> it's grown in. Yeah. It looks yeah. better. Now. I would switch barbers, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Connor Welk uh, wants to know if you've ever been to a CFL game. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Have not. I've known CFL coaches. The end zone's mm. enormous. Yeah. The field's enormous. pattern on the field two. huge. It's a yeah. huge field. Yeah. Don't like the idea of late. Big games, Grey Cup in snow. Yeah. But but it's pass happy, and if you're down 20 points with five minutes to go, your team still has a shot. Sure. Yeah, very much very much in it. <laughs> you guys remember Pinball Clemens? Oh, oh yeah. One of the nicest humans on the Earth. The unofficial mayor of Toronto. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen him speak to a popular. crowd? No. Wow, you will run through a wall for that guy. Yeah, he's a very motivational. motivational speaker now. Is he? Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. So I have seen a lot of it on TV, and I've known coaches. It's very innovative. It really is. There's been a lot of NFL yeah. Tressmans didn't have a great head coaching experience. Speaking but. of hair dye. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When, he, when his introductory uh, press conference, when he uh, went to the Bears, jet black. Like, it was like dripping down his face. <laughs> like, he, had just, formula he had just applied it that, like, four minutes before. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't work out better for him in Chicago. He's smart. Yeah, yeah, he is. It's not yeah. about smart, though. A lot of times, it, can you lead? He was great in Montreal. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he figured that league out instantly yeah. and was hugely well, successful. Well, Jay Cutler was his quarterback. A little enigmatic. Good right. point. He didn't have Anthony point. Calvillo. I've come, around, I've come around a bit on Jay Cutler, though, because he's so enigmatic, as you say, that he kind of makes me laugh now. You know, like, it's kind of like I'm cheering for him. He's such a douchebag. I'm kind of <laughs> cheering for him now. No, there is there is a quality to him that he is the antithesis of what you'd want a quarterback to be. Right. Be optimistic. He's cynical. Be a leader. He hates people. <laughs> it's funny, you know? Like, I He's like the it. opposite of what you would like. Right. Like, he almost... You know, I mean, Tom Brady, you're like, good-looking, a leader. He'd run through a wall. 
I don't think Cutler would run through paper mache for a teammate. <laughs> no, he he's just not even happy. No, no, he's not. He like probably is upset that he has to go out on the field at times. He's like, oh. I had a friend that uh, knows him pretty well, former Bear, and they went to a concert together, and like. <laughs> People came up and asked him, hey, Jay, can I get an autograph? And he's like, blank you. <laughs> You're like, what? That's a comedy. You would never do that in a city you play in. You can swear on this podcast. You can? Oh, yeah. yeah they beep Go it to out. town. We'll, we'll beep it out. It's very daily show that way. All right. Larry Pillsbury wants to know who has been the best. Larry Pillsbury? Larry Pillsbury. That seems like a, a fake name. His avatar is the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh, uh, who has been the best interview in sports for you? Oh, that's a good one. I like uh, Jerry Seinfeld was on my show. I liked him. Um, Cuban's always good. Barkley, you know the you know kind of people you'd think. Mm-hmm. I like. I much more interested. Do you watch in, comedians well, in cars? Yeah, comedians in cars getting yes, coffee. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, some I, I like, some how, I don't. I love how Jerry's bitterness comes out in that. Yes. Well, the real Jerry. Yeah. yeah. The real there is Jerry. a bit of edge to the real Jerry. Like he's not. I know he's like Middle America's favorite human being ever, but there is a bit of an edge to Jerry. Julia yeah. Louise Dreyfus, when she was on it, she kept referring to it. She's like. Yeah, you you were difficult to work with at times on that show, and yes. she kept bringing it up. Well, Letterman's very difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Letterman is one of those guys that is is he, he? I think he got bitter on the air at the end. Yeah, he got a little angry yeah. throughout. You could kind of see it coming out. A he little got bit. political. He got yeah. a little bitter, and it you know that that space is my only knock on the late night guys. They're all talented, but it and again, I'm a I'm a I voted for Obama. I lean left. Um, it, it it's kind of they're all the same politically. Like, what if somebody came out and was sort of conservative? Yeah, that's a great point. Like, they're all left. And it's like, you know, it would be interesting if somebody came out and said, uh, you know, you're kind of a pussy. Uh, can anybody here have a stand and not be offended about? Like, everybody goes so far in the sympathy, empathy category. Yeah. Every guy is the exact same politically. Can't you be a moderate? Can't you kind of make f- and that? That's my knock on Hollywood is that it's like almost uncool if you don't lean far left. And it's like hundred percent. And like I, I just I think you know, and, and I just think sometimes what what I when I see these late night shows, they're all. It almost reminds me of the blogosphere. They were all created, and we're going to be different. And now they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Let's bash ESPN. Let's kill Skip Bayless. You are now what you detested. Mm-hmm. You're all doing the same narrative. Uh, Jason McIntyre is uh, a friend of mine, and I blew a side up accidentally one you time. You saw the big lead. Just the big lead dot yeah, com. And I yeah. told Jason five years ago, I said, if you were just fair with ESPN, you'll separate yourself. Just just be fair. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you rip me, but be, everybody is so. And he did. And he separated himself. Mm-hmm. He's not. He didn't have a total anti-Skip Bayless agenda. He is like, some I like, some I don't. And he has separated and because of that, he's got unbelievable sourcing at ESPN and breaks all sorts of stories. Mm-hmm. These blogosphere guys are crazy. Very quickly, um, going back to your favorite interview, someone now playing that you're like, he's going to be a great broadcaster someday, D- regardless uh, of sport. Regardless Matt of sport. Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck is a quarterback for his Titans, I think, <laughs> Colts. Is he still? Colts? My bad. Matt Hasselbeck will be a star. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be he'll be a funnier version of Trent Dilfer. Oh, okay. funnier, a little funnier, maybe quick. a quieter one. Yeah, Trent gets <laughs> really he gets really excited about Kaepernick. It was that Monday nighter with Berman, and I'm not a Berman hater at all. In fact, I love Chris Berman just growing up with him. Um, 
But man, they were killing Dilfer on that broadcast. But I, I mean, you're watching and you're like, stop yelling at me, Dad. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> He's got so a loud. good relationship with Trent Balky, and I think it came through a little bit. You know who our favorite athlete is that works on our network? who tells amazing stories, and he's told several on this podcast, Joel Klatt. Unbelievable You had him on today. He was terrific. He yeah. had a great uh, analogy on, um, he called Alabama's defense has become a Big Ten defense in the 80s. Everybody's stacked. They're all gigantic, <laughs> and they can't cover anybody in space. Right. And I was like, that's exactly right. Like yeah. he, Joel, Joel Klatt is Herb Street with an edge. Yeah. Yep. Like Herb Street's the nicest guy in the world. He doesn't want to offend any coaches. The golden boy of ESPN. Clat is that. They almost look like each other. Yeah. But Clat's got a real edge. He oh, looked, oh, that's his oh, laugh. Who's that's that? him. Oh, that's Joel Clat. Oh, oh, he was telling a story about a shower. Really? Just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll shower. Are we'll, we still we'll doing the rapid fire? What's this Schrager? Well, we have a rapid a very, fire. Peter Schrager. Yeah, I'm very impatient. Uh, Peter Schrager's at oh. his in-laws' house, oh, and he geez. said uh, he wondered why we're going so long. He said Jay must be on his knees for cowherd. The new bell of the ball at Fox Sports One. Onright will hitch his wagon to that. <laughs> He's probably right, Colin. Can, He's can probably we bring him right. in? He's on now. Uh, we'll bring in Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager, welcome uh, to the podcast. How do you do this in a podcast? He calls in like a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from where? He's at his in-laws' house in Baltimore. Didn't you know you could do this? How are you done fasting, Pete? I'm done fasting, guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, this was uh, this is a big day for a Jew like me. You go uh, all day, you don't fast, uh, you don't eat, and then at the end of it, you have about seven bagels, lox, cream cheese. Really big day for the the most religious day of the the Jewish holiday. The only day that I celebrate of the Jewish year. Are you just stuffed? Like, are you you you've just yeah yeah. Don't get mad at me, but what is lox? Oh, oh, okay. It's yeah. interesting, Dan. That's very Canadian of you. Um, let's see here. It's like salmon. All right. There's different kinds. There's Nova. There's belly. There's salty. There's all different kinds. It's salmon. It's thinly sliced yeah. salmon. Dan, you really got to meet a Jewish person one of these days. <laughs> You'd really love them. They're, they're good people. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. You love me. Dan was texting me today, Jay. I'm at the gym. Like, I was supposed to be impressed or something. He was telling me, get play by play. No, no. Yeah, that's all he does every day. He's at the gym every day. You said you're going to be on the Jay Moore show. You should give it a listen. I said, I can. I'm at the gym. I'm at the gym. That's it. Dan's at the gym doing a squat thrust, whatever he does over there. <laughs> squat thrust. Shregs, where are you this weekend? Where are you? Uh, great game. Great game. Bengals versus Ravens. Everyone's talking about, <laughs> right now, everyone's talking about the Eagles, what's going on with the Eagles, the Giants they're going to, the Seahawks are going to. The Ravens could be the biggest problem of all. This team is old. They're slow. Uh, there's no playmakers on offense right now. I'm looking around. Steve Smith's their number one wide receiver. He's 37 years old. He's not the old Steve Smith. And I'm in Baltimore right now. They're freaking out. Now, I know it's not a national team. Not everyone cares about the Baltimore Ravens. But you want to talk about a fan base that's panicking, the Baltimore Ravens fan base, who's been so good the last six years since John Harbaugh took over. Uh, they're in utter panic mode right now. Everyone locally is freaking out, like, what just happened? Do you know uh, the wire was shot in Baltimore, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm sure I didn't know that. I didn't know that. All anyone ever talks about, oh, you're in Baltimore. Oh, do you know the wire was shot? No, I got it. Yeah, I got uh, it. Colin, by the way, is uh, sitting in on this uh, this interview. With I you. love that. Colin, I got to tell you, I've been a fan of yours long before the Fox days, obviously. And when uh, the announcement was made, I got to say that was the the, that was thrilling, and I've been watching every day. I mean, the Cuban interview. Who's on their Fox knees Rivers now, <laughs> Pete? <laughs> now, let him continue if you could, please. <laughs> no, this is great. Look, Jay, Dan, I gave you guys the same love, but after two years, I'm ready to turn an eye to somebody else. I understand yeah. that. Nice. That's I right. get it. Thank We're... you very, very kind. <laughs> very nice. So, Peter, 
Yeah. Your, your takeaways so far, because you haven't been on uh, for a couple weeks now. Your takeaways, yeah. uh, you, you gave us the one from Baltimore. What else? Yeah, no, what other nuggets? I think uh, a few things. Saint, uh, New Orleans Saints are done. Put that one in the book. Yeah, that, one, that was a shocker. With, done. Everyone in, the, everyone in the media is best friends with Drew Brees, so you'll never hear it. But he's done. His career is done. Yep, um, it is. The guy who can't, can't throw the ball anymore. Yep. And, uh, so Peyton, Peyton. By the way, Pete, Pete is right on this. I said this today <laughs> on my show. He's really right. I said today on my show, it's not Philadelphia. Baltimore's done. Like, done. Baltimore's done. And this Drew Brees thing, everybody loves Drew. Mm-hmm. This is really good. You, the city. They don't throw the ball anymore. They don't throw the ball anymore. Yeah. They, so why does Peyton get picked on that he's done? Oh, more high profile. Sean Peyton's fine. Sean Peyton's fine. And Luke McKinnon. No, no, you're talking oh, about Peyton. He's talking about Peyton Manning. He's talking oh, about Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah. He, yeah, he who you also too. said was done, Pete. I do believe it. Everyone after last yeah. week was like, oh, told you so. I don't think Peyton Manning nope. lit it up last week. I don't think Peyton Some Manning Some of those throws last were week. ugly. Ugly, and it got worse yeah. as the game went on. Everyone's like, oh, he told you. Well, no, Peyton. Because the numbers the at the end don't look that bad at all, right? You look at the numbers, and it's like, okay, yeah, he had a good game. But if you're watching the game and you're seeing the throws, it's like, whoa. <laughs> and remember, Pete, what's interesting is Peyton's been very good in September and early October. The last two years, Thanksgiving, he's not the same quarterback. He's bad now, and it's September with the weather's good. He's got no feeling in his hand. What happens when Colin, it's windy? Colin could, not be, Colin could not be more right. So, I mean, if he's struggling now when he usually throws five touchdowns and 300 yards, what's going to happen come November when they're playing home games in Denver? I'll say this. Peyton Manning and Drew Brees are masters of the media. And Colin hit on this last week on his show. But you know how he disarms everybody, Peyton Manning, by doing the injury report of every local re- – everyone loves Peyton Manning. So once you go to that level when everyone loves you, Drew Brees, I mean, you think this guy saved the city of New Orleans, all this stuff. He's been great for the city of New Orleans. But the media locally is not going to kill these guys. So then nationally, it almost seems like you're coming at them and taking shots when you say the same thing that you would say to an Eli Manning or a Joe Flacco and it's okay. But here's the thing with Drew Brees. He's going to play this weekend because the alternative is Luke McCown comes in and throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns, and everyone says, well, wait a second. What's going on here? It's because that Sean Payton offense, the quarterback is going to get his yards. He's going to play well. Drew Brees has been awful through two weeks, and he makes 20% of that entire team's salary. 20%. They had a chance. Didn't they have a chance to cut him loose? Didn't they have a chance to cut him loose? They wouldn't cut him loose, but they tried renegotiating his contract, and he kind of laughed and was like, no, I want a Super Bowl MVP, and, and I don't blame him for that. No, I signing don't the deal, no, signing the deal, though, that was on them. So it's him. It's this guy, Jarrett Bird, who's a safety that they got from Buffalo. They paid him $10 million. And the guy, Cameron Jordan, between the three of them, they make up about 35% of the entire salary cap. You're dealing with fourth and fifth string guys starting on defense, and Drew Brees' arm is shot. So there's no chance this team could compete in the NFL this day. Can I ask you another question, Pete? And maybe What's up, I know Colin's a Pacific Northwest guy. How can the Seattle, because I'm thinking of Jimmy Graham now, because they had to jettison that guy. How can the Seattle Seahawks say, like, they can't get Jimmy Graham involved in the offense? How is, I don't understand that. I'm not a smart person. I know that. They're a downhill rushing team, right? So Marshawn Lynch, he's the focus of the defense. You you can't name a receiver from the Seahawks the past three years. You're going to tell me Doug Baldwin's their number one. Or Chris Madden, those aren't real number one receivers. So Jimmy Graham comes in. Everyone just assumes they're going to have this new offensive firepower. They're still the same offense. It's still Daryl Bevel's offense. So you don't just add a player and say, okay, there comes 10 catches that way. That's not how they operate. Jimmy Graham doesn't block. So you've now got Luke Wilson and Zach Miller who are more functional in that offense than Jimmy Graham who doesn't block for anything. He's like, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a, the same thing as just any of these long-distance receivers. He can't even 
stop the run. So it's hard to get him into the offense when you're not building the offense around him. I don't understand the trade as it, as it was done because Max Unger was the core of that offensive line, and their offensive line is really struggling. Right yeah. Uh, Peter, just before we let you go, um, yeah. because we're tight for time, we have a, an email here sent specifically for you. Hey, okay. guys, I don't really have a question, but I was catching up on some pods and wanted to bring your attention this little ditty. If all goes according to plan, this Eagles offense will be unlike anything we've seen before. <laughs> he says, Peter Schrager, September 3rd, 2015. Yeah, I guess he was right, but probably not in the way he was hoping. <laughs> Schrager bomb. <laughs> It's like, you know, it's, it's two weeks in. You still got uh, an NFC East that's wide open, but it really has been bad. And I don't think they're going to face an easier uh, opponent coming down the road. I mean, this, this Jets defense is maybe the best in the league, and it could get ugly again for a third straight week. I was, I was either all in or not all in, and I was with the Eagles three different practices this summer. I watched them, this high-tempo stuff. I drank the Kool-Aid because it just looks so good, but – it's like that girl at the bar that, you know, from a distance, it looks beautiful. Then you get to know her a little bit, and uh, you don't want anything to do with her. That's Sam kind of Bradford. I, I mean, that trade now looks. But, Shrek, that's why we love you. You don't sit on the fence. You go all in. No, I was all in. I was all in, and I'm still all in. I'm going to ride that one. They go 0-16. I'm still going to predict <laughs> Still in on Chip Kelly. Shrek, you're awesome. Go enjoy some more locks. That's Sam. Yeah. Love and, you guys. Thank and Shrek, you. Love you, welcome. And Shrek, thank you. Locks of love your way. That's Ooh. terrible, man. That's terrible. <sighs> Hey, you, you said you were a time restriction. Why do, why do podcasts have a time restriction? They, our bosses, are the powers that be, like to keep us around an hour. No, oh, that's a, yeah. It's not really that. Is that much what the shank no. says? Yeah, no, he doesn't listen to this, Colin. No, actually, he might. <laughs> he might. Actually, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of hope he doesn't. Why? <laughs> we say why? Why would they stuff. say keep it to an hour? What if it at fifty four you get on something and it's well, funny? We do, we well, do that. Like, we don't really keep it to an hour. We just try to. To give them an idea, hey, you could fit this in an hour slot on TV. That's my thinking. Why couldn't they do that? I don't know. They could. They could. Why wouldn't you do that? I guess we could. (laughs) (laughs) In, in In the past, we've had union issues. Because this is a Fox lot. This is a heavily unionized lot. You guys all union? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That guy is. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Yeah. Before Um, we let you go, if you had to have dinner with two of these people on the Canadian Wall of Fame, who would it be? Lorne Michaels. Right off the top. Really funny. Who's that right there? Oh, uh, Colby Smulders from How I Met Your Mother. All right. No, I wouldn't have dinner with just, her. Just above her. Samantha B. Just above her is the guy who uh, invented um, free health care in Canada. How about uh, Catherine O'Hara? <laughs> She's yeah. very good. Shannon Tweed. I'd go with Neil Young. Yeah, I'd go with Neil. Uncle I'd go Young. Neil and Shania. Maybe right Shatner oh, and oh. Neil. That, uh, that is the uh, Avatar guy. Yeah, that's James, James Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. What did we say he was worth? We looked it up before. $700 million. $700 hmm. million. I would say Lorne Michaels. Uh, he's supposed to be difficult, but I would probably go Lorne Michaels and uh, James Williams. Or what? James what? Cameron. James Cameron. Cameron. You guys know Hollywood better than I do. I never thought this guy was particularly brilliant. Um, Tom yeah. Green? He, yeah. he had a moment. Um, he still does his, his stuff. He still does Tom Green live. Is yeah. he? Is that a Canadian show? Nope, no, he does it here. He lives here. He lives in the hills, the I Hollywood think hills. He does the show out of his house in the Hollywood and hills, and it's just an hour a day or something. And then it, I think he so. does and he an access show too. He's got a show on access as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, give Tom Green credit, like all the jackass phenomenon, yeah, all that. He like was, he he start he was way before that. He was. You know, I feel like he never got enough credit for sort of starting the. Hey, I'll do f- anything, and I'll just be on TV. Who in Canada is? Um, you know, let me let me turn the table on you. I love it. How I do Canadians look at uh, arrogant, uh, capitalist-driven Americans overall? Though, like, if you how do Canadians see Americans? Yes. Yeah, they're highly skeptical. I think uh, people. Americans, before you you even like spend any time in this country, get a bad rap. Yeah, and right. I I felt the same way about Americans now than I than before when I moved here because Americans they get that bad rap, but once you meet them, they're just they're so nice. Everyone's so nice. Like walking down the street, someone will say hi to you here. That, that doesn't happen in Canada. No, I always use the uh, analogy. This analogy: you go to a, an all inclusive resort in uh, Mexico. Okay, oh. you meet uh, you meet some Canadians. They're like, hey, they're very friendly, right? They're super friendly, but they're like. I don't know if I want to hang out with you just yet. I want to get to know you over yeah. a few days. I'm not 100% sure. A little skeptical. We're a little more guarded. Uh, you meet some Americans at an all-inclusive resort. You're destroyed three hours later, <laughs> right? Because they're yeah. throwing shots at you and because they're just a little more inclusive. That's my personal and, difference. Between and that's based on how you guys treat your holidays. Like Thanksgiving, that's a week-long event here. Everything that you guys do is bigger, and you guys do it with like even just college football Saturday. Gusto. Yeah. yeah, big. Yeah, but Things we do a lot bigger. of party. Mardi Gras, yeah. Yeah. Cinco yeah. de Mayo. You know, what you it's can like? go to some houses and people are giving out shots. You know what it's like, Colin? Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like living in a house, and in your basement is this really cool uh, older brother who's just like partying every night <laughs> and just ripping it up. And once in a while, you want to go down the stairs to the basement and party with that person because <laughs> it's a great f- time. You yeah, know? you know yeah. we do have a lot of good party cities. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we really do. No, we no, were a country no with a lot of places to You party. have one city, Las Vegas, that's just for that. You said, let's just make this city for that. And you've done it. New, well, great. I would say, too, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, too, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's got a good port, and it's got a lot of alcohol. You ever stay the night there and you wake up, and they what they do every night, there's detergent. So they have these street washers. Oh, because so everyone's pissing. Everywhere. Yeah. And that's the city council. So at four in the morning, it's like the the city gets its teeth brushed. And you wake up, (laughs) and you wake up in the morning, and everything smells spearminty all over the streets because everybody's vomited. That's a great food city. Uh, Because in New York, waiters. Beignets. Want to get you? They want to turn the table over because it's expensive, and right. it, it, so they want to get more tips and more people. All the restaurants, the tables are close together, and they're trying to turn tables. In, in L.A., everybody's an actor, so their waiter job is just getting them. In New Orleans, seventy-five grand waiter. It's a great job. The service in New Orleans is incredible. You come, they don't want you to leave all night. Hmm. They make fifty in tips. They go home. That's great. Hmm. Like in New York, they're trying to turn a table. In L.A., they're indifferent. In New Orleans, they. They're just you're their you're their friend for the night. The service is remarkable in New Orleans. I haven't been. I've got to go. I love I love uh, I love talking about this kind of stuff. I will say uh, when W got uh, elected, yeah, we were like, well, that's all right, and <laughs> but that was like okay, first time I get it. The second time, wow, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe he got in the second time. Well, we didn't as a have... Canadian, well, I couldn't look believe at, it. Look at our GOP candidates right now. It's not that inviting. Who are you picking? Yeah. Who, I said this before. 
Mitt Romney's the best Republican candidate. Mock him all you will. He does look like the editor of Yachting <laughs> Weekly. Yes, he does. Yes. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You get a wallet and the family's in it, he's the dad. <laughs> he looks like the wallet dad. He's never bought a bag of milk. Oh, I say bag of milk. We have bags of milk yes. in Canada. He's, he is. He, he, he didn't look like uh, – it was almost uh, – Too perfect. Too right? perfect. Yeah. But he saved the Olympics. He's a really decent man. He's got a very good family. He was in the capital hedge fund thing. People are uncomfortable with that. And he was Mormon, which is who cares? But that turned off some, which is unbelievable to me. It is kind of weird. Um, You know, people are so skittish and weird about religion. But if you look at the candidates now, it's a neurosurgeon. It's a real estate icon who's goofy. I think think Carly, the Hewlett Packard CEO, is head and shoulders the best candidate. Like, not even close. Coming out saying, like, oh, her time at HP was just a disaster while she tried to build it up. I mean, by the way, Paul Allen left Microsoft. Microsoft isn't what it was. I mean, who can lead these big? It's such a ever. I mean, Apple up. Even Steve Jobs up, down. Tim Cook up, down. You can't run those companies for 10 years. She's harsh. But isn't everybody over kind of the Bush-Clinton thing? I got fatigue. Hillary's yeah. winning, isn't she? I guess, but it's just so boring. <laughs> it is. It's she boring. She can relate to the people, though. Yeah. Really? Oh, God, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we're we're out of time. Yeah, we got to. Dang it. This is fun. Yeah. It's awesome that you came into oh, the studio. Uh, Draft Kings. Uh, we got to read this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Football season's only just begun, but it already feels like the playoffs at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one week fantasy football site where millionaires are being crowned all season long. Just use the, uh, the promo code Prospect. Prospect. And then you can, again, you just sign up. They give you a million bucks. That's what, pretty much what how What would works. we be without DraftKings? <laughs> what would sports, TV, radio, media in general be without DraftKings? It's added like 30% revenue to every country, That's every it. company. It's incredible. Like now, by the way, you guys have oh, families? Yes. Yes. You have kids and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we do. You yes. do too? Yeah. So when you guys get off, you go home, and do you ever go out? Like out on the town? Yeah, it's 11. Oh, yeah, we went out on Sunday night. Yeah. We went to Mastro's. Yeah, once in a while. Mastro's is heavy lifting. Yeah, that is good. Every night we invited some of the bosses. So, Uh, buzzkill, big time, big time buzzkill. Who'd you invite? No, Hughes, the guy. Mark uh, Hughes is great, and Jacob Allman. Jacob, I don't know Jacob. Hughes is great. He's he's just inappropriate enough to be a good guy. Yeah, he uh, he really loves his Nicorette gum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we gotta run. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. So long, my time here is up. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home. Love you, boys. Have a great one.